Federal technology hit a high note in 2018, and there are plenty of signals that say the management, buying, and use of technology is only going to get better. In many ways, the last 12 months laid the foundation for major progress in 2019 and beyond. Who says? Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller. As part of our ongoing look ahead to 2019, Jason joins me with his take on the year that was and why there's plenty to celebrate when it comes to federal IT going ahead in 2019. Jason, you say federal IT did crescendo in 2018. What do you mean by that? Several things that I think I can point to as examples, Tom, that they really showed me that progress across the government, and we're not just talking about pockets, we're not just talking about certain agencies, but really every agency made progress and every agency is doing something just a little bit better than 2017, in some cases a lot better. I think you can first look at the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, FATARA, the scorecard that came out back in uh, December, the seventh scorecard. They're not all Fs. No Fs, in fact, and I think that in itself is a huge accomplishment. Now, you can't just sit back and go, well, that's a scorecard, you know, grades don't tell the entire story, but it's, it's when you dig underneath those grades that you really see real progress. And let me point one thing out, Tom. You have the Commerce Department, you have the Department of Health and Human Services as two recent examples of agencies making real change because of FATARA, not in spite of it, not to work around it, but they're saying, we know we can manage IT better because IT really cuts across everything we do. So for instance, at Commerce Department, and we, we talked about this recently, Tom, is uh, uh, acting CIO Rod Turk, who's actually retiring in January, and that's going to be a big loss to the federal IT community, had for the first time put out budget guidance to the Bureau saying, all IT spending must come through my office, and I'm going to meet with you to understand where you're spending money, how you're spending money, and how we can consolidate and collaborate and do a better job of spending money. And that's really the spirit and the intent of FATARA. That's just one example, Tom. But there's plenty of others. We could we go down the path of IT modernization to talk about the Centers of Excellence initiatives at, at USDA and HUD. Sure. Again, not just talk, not just policy putting out there, but real action. And we can, of course, talk about the Technology Modernization Fund, the TM and not just how that is impacting, but how agencies are really taking advantage of, hey, it maybe takes a little bit of money to save a whole lot of money. And on that point, do you feel that agencies have increased their understanding of what the real IT costs are? Because the TMF and understanding how to deal with FATARA when you've got control over the budget without control over understanding the costs, and that's difficult for any large organization. Has there been progress there? As agencies have looked at the TMF, and I think we can credit the TMF for pushing agencies in the right direction about understanding their costs, because you know from what OMB has said, what the board has said is something to the effect of 40 agencies or 40 different projects were, were submitted by several, many different agencies. So it's forcing them to go back and re-looking. So that first set of projects, probably not so good about the baseline understanding, but that by the time they got through that second set of projects and, and by the time they redid the projects and revamped the project to suggestions and, and proposals, they were much better at it. So I think that's one area where it's probably not across the board, but I think I think you've seen pockets where, yes, understanding that baseline, which is so important to modernizing, they've done a lot better with. Now, the TMF and uh, was just a small amount of money relative to the full federal IT budget given to just a couple of agencies. In the larger sense of IT modernization, do you feel there was some real change there, some real modernizing going on? There's a couple of examples I'll point to as, as, as real change. I mentioned the Centers of Excellence Initiative at USDA and HUD, and, and those are really kind of setting the tone for the rest of the government. But I think you have to look beyond just those two kind of high-profile initiatives that have been going on over the last year, year and a half, and, and look at places like, let's just take the Small Business Administration. And Tom, let's be honest, 
SBA not known for their IT excellence over the years. And what Maria wrote and her staff has done, and Maria is out there and her staff is out there talking about it to their credit, they've really taken a different approach to IT modernization and moving so much to the cloud and getting off of the technical debt that we talk so much about. And I think that's a really good example that's outside these high-profile ones. You look at other examples. Uh, for instance, I think another good one is, is, for instance, the State Department, right? Again, not known for their IT modernization efforts. You're known for just the opposite. Exactly. And and when you talk to someone like I did an interview earlier this year with Ken Rogers, who's the associate CIO for business operations, and they're making some serious progress both in, in reframing how they look at IT, but also reforming how they do IT. So across the board, of course not, Tom. There's going to be always going to be pockets of challenges. Not everyone's perfect. And someone will probably hear me say, State Department, how could you think they're any good? But I think it's 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 the sum that we're seeing, not necessarily the individual problems themselves. We're speaking with Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller. And, of course, there's those that are trying, and it's too early to tell. I'm thinking of VA's new electronic health record system, which is more than just an EHR, really. And that's just in its infancy, and it has some of the birth pangs, maybe, that these big projects have. And we should also talk about cybersecurity, something you follow very carefully. We can't, we can't not mention cybersecurity when we talk about 2018. Well, let's mention cybersecurity <laughs> for 2018 going into 2019. Where do you see progress? What do you think stands out in your mind? Of all the years that we've been covering cybersecurity together, Tom, and it's been almost uh, 15 or so together, one of the big— About 37 breaches worth. 37 breaches worth. Uh, and did you notice that there has not been ma- many major breaches in 2018? They've all been in the private sector. All been in the private sector. And, and th- that is a great sign, to me at least— that the federal government has made a, a lot of progress around cybersecurity. But it's more than just breaches, Tom. It's it's Think about what OMB did over the last year. They went on what, what Suzette Kent, the federal CIO, said is a policy sprint. They've been updating policies. They've been getting rid of policies that are no longer needed. And that policy sprint, we're talking about trust internet connection. We're talking about high-valued assets. We're talking about data center consolidation. We're talking about cloud smart. All those are now either done or in draft form and out for public comment or public comment being reviewed. Identity management's a fifth one. Those are all really important. They underpin better cybersecurity, right? I mean, if you think about identity management, right, that is going to be key to so much of what happens in the cloud. You think about data center consolidation, that's going to be important to getting things to the cloud. And those that don't go to the cloud, how do you secure them? And then, of course, high-value assets, I think that's really, in many ways, the most important policy that came out in final this year because it's really broadening the scope of, hey, agencies, think about what you need to protect and then protect them. And I think you can also point to some agencies that have taken tick and other initiatives and helped make it their own. So it's not solely Homeland Security. And you've also seen Homeland Security by law reorganized so that it's better focused on cybersecurity. Now there's a CISA organization that placed the NPPD. Those are two kind of agency-focused types of progress. But they have a huge, if you will, trickle-down effect to the rest of the government. I think it's important both from a DHS perspective, but also how DHS works with the other agencies. So I think you're absolutely right that there is not just progress, but change and good change. And looking ahead to 2019, what do you think are going to be the big stories? What's going to be on Jason Miller's weekly notebook? Oh, my goodness, Tom, there's so much to cover. You know, I get excited about supply chain risk management. I think that's going to continue to be a big issue. The use of other transactional authorities, OTAs, I think that will be very interesting to watch as 
Congress gets involved in OTAs and, and starts to worry about how they're being used, or at least scrutinize how they're being used and make sure they're they're being used the right way. And, and Tom, of course, you know, IT modernization, cybersecurity, we're going to talk a lot about that. The, the biggest issue that I see, though, that kind of is, falls on top of everything that we've been talking about in the last you know 10 minutes or so, Tom, is how 2018 really was setting the foundation for a lot of this IT modernization, cybersecurity efforts. So 2019 will be all about implementation. How, when and, and how OMB will get those policies finalized, and then what will agencies do with them to make IT modernization, to make cybersecurity better? And let's hope that there is political continuity in the places where there needs to be to make sure these initiatives do go on. They are in the president's management agenda, but you've got to have an OMB really focused on it, and you've got to have a White House at that level really focused on it. I think that's a great point. The CIO turnover issue, we didn't really talk too much about this, but there's a lot of CIO turnover in the last two years, and that also hurts and slows down IT modernization and other efforts. And again, there's if there's any turnover at OMB, right, if, if Suzette Kent should leave, she's not going to leave as far as I know. I want to be clear about that. Or if Margaret Weikert, the DDM, should leave, that also will slow it down. Let's hope they stay and give us the continuity you talk about. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. It's going to be fun. Check out his ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.